0: IVM Hello one, hello all Welcome to the Diary of the Travelling Professor And I'm Siddharth Deshmukh Your Friendly Neighbourhood Travelling Professor himself Well, I'm sitting here in quarantine, not a very unhappy quarantine, mind you, because I am on the 14th floor of a wonderful hotel. Beautiful, beautiful sea view. It is almost noon time in Mumbai and the sea is a placid calm. I am well rested. My COVID-19 test has come out to be negative. So in general, hurrah hurrah. I was wondering when I was looking at this ocean, I was seeing this wonderful sea in front of me, the ocean is so calm. It looks like a plate of glass. Wait, is it a plate of glass? And once I see that plate of glass, I can't unsee it. It just becomes like the Truman shoe. Ah, you were wondering where this diary entry is going, aren't you? But trust me, I'm actually talking about how when you see something, you can't unsee it. And that's what's happened to me as far as the Mintra logo is concerned. Trust me, I never saw a woman with a lewd posture. In the Mintra logo till the time that it became a controversy. I just didn't see it. Must be that I'm silly or have blind spots or it's just my maleness, which kind of, you know, is arrogant and the rest of it. But I didn't see it. But the moment I saw it, it has remained stuck in my mind. And even if Mintra has changed its logo or tweaked it a little bit, I can't still unsee the damn thing. Has this happened to you as well? It certainly happened to me and I'm wondering why that happened. So I went into a deep dive as to the way in which we connect, you know, logos, their meanings uh, into our minds and make sense out of it. First of all, Mintra, before I get into the explanation, Mintra did something really interesting. It did not completely change the logo, nor did it fight the activist to say, no, no, we will not uh, agree with your point of view. It did a very smart third alternative. It just made a few tweaks to say, ah, see, now it doesn't look like the kind of stuff that you are talking about. Mintra, trust me, your tweaked logo still looks exactly like the untweaked logo to my mind, and it's not your fault. Once you can see something, you can't unsee it. But Mintra did something intelligently and cleverly because it probably has put the controversy to rest. And not only that, but it has saved itself a bunch of money because, you know, rebranding is a pretty expensive exercise. Not only is it all about, you know, changing the packaging and stuff like that, which is quite costly because you're printing and rendering a lot of new things, but you're also, you know, kind of trying to make sure that your people, your customers who are connected to the Mintra logo, uh, the old one, are not completely thrown by a completely new logo. Right? And we've seen brands actually suffer when they've tried to update their logos and make them spiffier and you know uh, modernized and stuff like that and, and come a cropper at the marketplace. So Mintra did a very intelligent thing by just tweaking it and saying, oh, see, now it's all right. Well, whether it's all right or not all right, I don't know. I hope that this controversy is put to rest. But here's the deeper understanding that I have. I think as human beings. We just try to make meaning out of meaninglessness, right? Because that's how we are neurologically wired. In fact, the Rorschach test proves that. You see a random ink blot and you start ascribing certain meaningful things to it. Ah, that is an animal. Oh, that's a demon, etc. Why does that happen? It happens because when we are born, our neural networks start trying to make sense out of reality. And it is a useful thing to... Begin with ah, there's my mother. Ah, there's you know uh, some danger. Oh, this is food. This is uh, this is a friend and all of that. But over a period of time, the meaning-making machine that is our mind goes a little awry and starts creating meaning out of completely random things. Like you see a pattern in the sky and you start trying to read the signs of it, or you try to understand how something is completely. Uh, meaningful through astrology or some other weird pseudoscience. And that is the problem with the meaning making machine that is our our head. Because once we see something, we can't unsee it. It is like the, you know, those wonderful photos that you see on Facebook or Instagram that is about a man running away. But if you see it closely enough, it is about a dog running towards you. And then once you see the dog, hmm, you can't unsee the damn dog. And then you can see both. And then you can understand that you can actually ascribe any meaning that you want to towards any object that is in front of you. Right. So for social media activists, if they're doing it because they're truly genuinely offended, well, yes, please go for it. And so I don't want to comment on the Mintra activist or the the Mintra logo, uh, you know, um, uh, raising hander, but what I want to talk about is Maybe choose some really deeper issues that we can um, connect the stupid meanings uh, out of. Let me explain what I mean. There are so many things that we are already ascribing silly meanings to. You know, some of them are based on superstition. Some of them are based on stuff that we correlate but actually are not causatory. Right? Some of them are based on, you know... uh, Curses, omens, good luck, bad luck, etc. And we should be focusing on perhaps trying to stop meaning making when it comes to those things. Easier said than done. But I believe that if there is a cause worth fighting, it is about ascribing meaning to meaningful things rather than meaningless things. I hope that, you know, other logos don't fall prey to um, suddenly. Oh, this looks like something else or, oh, you know, and I'm sure that there are some logos and some brands which must be actually kind of sweating it, hoping that nobody watches their brand very closely. I feel that the Mintra controversy is a storm in a teacup. I think it was handled well by Mintra. I hope that the activist who raised it was raising it out of the goodness of her heart. I hope that, you know, this is put to rest and I hope that all of us can focus on On the next new thing, which is actually meaningful. I hope you like this diary entry of mine, and uh, I hope it's meaningful. And if you like diary entries like this, please go to IVMpodcast.com or download the app or just go to wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. By the way, I also do something called the Traveling Professor Investigates, which is a video series. And the latest one I've done is about my sojourn in quarantine. Do take a look at it. Okay, it's on LinkedIn and Instagram. All the best then, and until next time.